today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. My last episode, which was an interview with Brian Fanzo, a digital futurist, social media expert, and a very interesting guy. In fact, if you haven't listened to that episode, just stop this one, head back one episode, listen to it, and then hop back here. I promise it will be worth your time. But that episode received incredible response. The topics of authenticity, navigating change, perfectionism, how to get over perfectionism, and even relationships really resonated for so many of you. But one topic, (laughs) one topic jumped to the front and got me more messages, DMs, emails than any other topic. And that topic was Clubhouse. Because as you heard on that episode, that's how Brian and I connected. We had been speaking at many of the same conferences. I knew of him. He knew of me. We had many of the same friends. We just had been dancing around each other, but never connected until we found ourselves both speaking on a Clubhouse stage together, which led us to connect one-on-one. And then boom, Brian is on my podcast episode. So we mentioned Clubhouse throughout our episode many times. And I got emails asking me things like, Rita, I don't get it. What is Clubhouse? Or Rita, should I care about it? Can you please let me know? I'm already maxed out with so many ways to grow my business. Do I really need to care about Clubhouse? Or Rita, I got on Clubhouse and I don't understand it at all. It didn't seem like it's a fit, so I'm really confused how you've been able to use it. Or (laughs) Rita, this is my favorite, can I even manage it? I mean, really, you just have to tell me, do I have time to manage this? And then, of course, how would I use it? How would, I, how would I use Clubhouse for my business? And these are all great questions. And I think that they're important enough that we're going to be talking about this over the next few episodes. So in this episode, we're going to talk about choosing a social media platform, period. What social media should you be on that's going to help you grow your business strategically and easily without all of that stress and without all of that overwhelm that social media platforms can bring? And then I'm going to explain briefly what Clubhouse is. We're really going to dive into that bigger on the next episode. And I'll tell you why as a business owner, whether you're on Clubhouse or not, why you should care. And then next week, I'm going to do one of my break it down episodes where I will take you step by step through setting up your Clubhouse app, through maximizing and leveraging your Clubhouse account so that you grow your business easily and strategically. In fact, I am looking for someone who is really interested in the app, who hasn't been on it much, or who has but has seen no traction from it, but really wants to, because I would love to live coach you on an episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show about this. So in exchange for you allowing me to air it as an episode, you will receive free business coaching from me to really take advantage of and create powerful opportunities and meaningful relationships from Clubhouse. So if that sounds like you, please email me. You can email me at Rita at RitaMamedoIt.com and let me know in the subject that you are willing to be live coached or live coach on Clubhouse, however you want to let me know, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Now, you're going to have to email me that, though, as soon as you can, because that episode is going to air here in like two weeks. So I really want to coach you, get you on Clubhouse, and then we'll talk again to see how it all went. Okay? All right, cool. 
But yes, this is what we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So actually, you know what? It's my podcast and I can do what I want to. And I know I just laid out this great agenda, but I'm going to go ahead and change it around and tell you right now what Clubhouse is, kind of in general. We're going to go deeper into that in next week's episode. But Clubhouse is an audio-only platform. There's no video. And I want you to think of it like a conference, okay? So you know how in a conference, there are main stage speakers and their breakout sessions, their workshops or social events or all kinds of things. Pretend all of that was happening off of a hallway. So you're standing at the end of the hallway and there are doors on both sides that lead to main stages, breakout sessions, these workshops, uh, happy hours, networking events, all kinds of things. Only Everything behind every door is something that you love because this hallway has been carefully curated for you. So it is a never-ending hallway of things that you will love. And you open up some doors and you go into these rooms. And once you're in these rooms, you can just sit down and listen and observe or If it allows for it, you can raise your hand, you can come up to the mic, you can ask questions, you can give feedback, you can share some of your advice. Maybe you're a speaker. Maybe you get asked up on stage and you've been a speaker or you come up from the audience to be a speaker because what you have to contribute is so valuable. Maybe you're the moderator. Maybe you're the facilitator of a panel or of the event. Or maybe you've created the whole event. You're the reason that that room exists at all. That's what's happening on this audio-only platform. Now, again, next episode is where I'm going to go into detail about it. But here's what you need to know. I have created powerful connections. I have secured speaking engagements. I've grown my Facebook community, The All in Entrepreneur. In fact, my team told me the other day that almost every new request that has come in over the past month when there's a question that says, how did you learn about Rita and the all-in entrepreneur? And almost every single answer has been, I saw her on Clubhouse. I came across her on Clubhouse. I have gotten publicity, including being featured on some podcasts that are about to air. And don't worry, you'll hear all about them. And as you heard with Brian, I've gotten incredible podcast guests for my own podcast, and there are many more that are actually coming your way. And I've gotten clients, and there's just so many opportunities that have come. And here's what you need to know. I have been on Clubhouse for one month, (laughs) for one month. So I've heard from other people who have said, Rita, I've also been on Clubhouse for one month, and none of that has happened for me. And I still don't understand the platform. And I don't know what you're doing that I'm not doing. So how did I do it? (laughs) How did I do it? Should you dive in to Clubhouse as well? Or should you stick with the platform that you're already loving and that you're already on? And if you do, whether you dive into Clubhouse or you stay on the platform that you're already on, how can you make some of these same results happen in your business? That is what we're going to talk about today on this episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, 
where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. I have not paired a wine with an episode in quite a while because I had COVID. It's not a good thing to drink when you're in the middle of, you know, battling COVID. Although luckily for me, again, it was just a mild cold. It was really not that much of a battle. Uh, The battle involved a lot of sleeping and a lot of hot water. So not a lot of wine, but I am happy to say that today's episode, oh, it's so perfectly paired, is paired with a Syrah by Longevity Wines. And Longevity Wines is the brainchild of winemaker Phil Long. And I'm pairing it with this episode because I learned about this wine from Clubhouse. So it is perfectly paired with today's episode. I told you, it's like magic. Magic rooms made just for you really do start appearing in your hallway if you use the app enough. So one night in my hallway, I saw a room called Women Winemakers, and I went in and the conversation was incredible. And I heard that their next discussion was going to be about black winemakers. And that just happened the other day. And I was in that room and I learned about this wine and it sounded so incredible. So I got it and I'm drinking it and I am pairing it with this episode because it goes perfectly, right? Learning about the room in Clubhouse. It's also Black History Month, and Phil Long is a Black winemaker. And I'm also drinking to the longevity of your business, your strategy, and Clubhouse. So cheers. (laughs) So I want you to grab your favorite beverage, whether that's alcoholic, non-alcoholic, wine, hot water, coffee, tea, whatever it is that you want to be sipping on, because I'm going to start by telling you a story. I promise, guys, I promise. It has to do with our topic. I will tie everything together. So just settle back and listen up. Now, some of you have heard, many of you have heard, through past episodes, how I came to be a business strategist, how I came to be doing what I'm doing and talking to you. And it involved leaving my attorney life and becoming a dating coach and that date coaching business growing very quickly. And it's true that when I left my attorney life and I started my date coaching business, I surpassed my attorney salary in only three months. I was asked to contribute to the Washington Post. I was a finalist for the best dating coach in the iDate 2014 awards, which is really seriously like the Oscars (laughs) for the date coaching industry. And I was asked to tour and speak. But the part of my story that people skim over and fail to take into account is that I had run a singles meetup group called Singles in the Suburbs here in the D.C. area as a hobby. And I had run that group for six years, guys, six years prior to starting my date coaching business part-time, eight years before starting my date coaching business full-time, I had in that time established a huge amount of credibility, likability, authority with the single market. But it was really more, that meetup group was about more than just starting a group and organizing events. The reason that I built not only a group, but what I would say to this day is a true community 
and a community that really knew me, I mean, really knew me, really trusted me, was because I showed up for them every single day. I was visible all of the time. I scheduled consistent events. I mean, Singles in the Suburbs in its heyday got up to close to, I don't know, 30 events a month on the calendar. And I held the events regardless of the zero people or 100 people RSVP'd. I mean, there were many, many times that I was the only person at my event. But I would still, even when I was the only person, I would stay for the full amount of time. Whatever time I had estimated in my head that that event would take, I stayed there for that time. I did, if there was an activity, if it was like a painting class or something, I did it all on my own and I took photos and I still shared my experience. And the reason that I did that is I wanted my members to know that I was dependable and that I was reliable and that if they saw an event on the calendar, they could count on that event being there, that things were consistent, and that I would not cancel events on them. I wanted them to count on me, and I wanted them to count on me so that they would come out and connect with each other. I was consistent, right? But not only with planning the events, I was also consistent with what they got at each event. For example, an event with a lower turnout, like, I don't know, five people, got exactly the same things that an event with a higher turnout, like 150 people, would get. They didn't get less perks because there were fewer people. They didn't get less care or attention. I was consistent in how I showed up for my members. I did not let a bad day at work affect, you know, my demeanor or my attitude when I was hosting an event. I definitely didn't let personal situations unless, I mean, come on, every now and then I got sick or there was a death in my family, but I didn't let personal situations keep me from scheduling, running, attending the events, welcoming every person who came to an event in a warm way that made them feel like, you know, they had been members of this community forever. And even when events weren't on the calendar, I was communicating them daily through a discussion forum that we had, through polls, through emails, town hall meetings, and much more. And because of this, the group took off. I mean, it took off quickly. And as it took off and it grew, I got more suggestions about how to run the group. Uh, Some of these suggestions were things like, Rita, you should do a paid membership or uh, create a membership card where people can get discounts at local vendors or, hey, take it off a meetup, Rita. You should really own this group. Put it on your own site. Uh, I was told to advertise the group in multiple places. I was told to create social media platforms for the group everywhere. Start a Twitter account for it. Start a Facebook business page for it. Start whatever the social media accounts were back then. Start it for it. Start a podcast. That I remember someone said, you should start a podcast for singles in the suburbs. You should write a blog. And I will admit that I really, I, I tried a few of those things. But I quickly saw, so I was diving over here and diving over there, but I quickly saw how dividing my attention hurt the group. It hurt the group almost immediately because there was simply no way to do all of the things and do them well. And when I tried, it was obvious that each thing was only going to be done in an okay and inconsistent way. And since the results you get are equal to the actions you take. The results that I was getting for all the things I was trying showing it. 
the Twitter account barely took off. The blog barely took off. The podcast never came to be. And all of this meant the mission of my community creation was being hurt. So I refocused (laughs) and I went in on my one thing. And my one thing was building relationships with and between the members of Singles in the Suburbs. And I knew that the best way to create those relationships was in person. So I committed to one place to be, meetup.com. And I said that was going to be the hub of everything so that the members' attention was always focused there instead of split among multiple platforms. So I just kept scheduling I kept attending. I kept showing up for events consistently. And that was it. And I'm going to toot my own horn. (laughs) And I think that the members out there, if any of you are listening from Singles in the Suburbs, would agree. I really did master. I mastered the art of events and relationship building. And I mastered the platform meetup.com because my focus was only on the relationship building. And the best way to achieve that was through in-person events. And because of that, I got excellent at what I was doing. I learned every feature of Meetup. I used it to the maximum capacity. I learned all I could about event creation and hosting and creating impeccable events and experiences for the members. And over the six years, Singles in the Suburbs grew from a 10-member group to 5,000-plus members when it was in its prime. And it was rated two years in a row as the number one singles group in the Washington, D.C. area by the Washington Post. Our events were covered in the Post on a local news station, WTOP, on local news and in many other outlets and many romantic relationships, marriages even, and too many platonic friendships to count, including like all of my best friends, uh, were all formed through that group. And they continue to this very day, which is now, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, 15 years later. And it's because I really embrace that philosophy of working towards one goal in the most productive way until I excel at what I'm doing that my singles group and my current business, Rita Made Me Do It, is so successful. And it's why my time on Clubhouse has been so successful. And I'm going to tell you over this episode and the next how you can create the same level of success for your business, regardless of if it's Clubhouse or some other strategy, we want you to realize the same thing. A client actually came to me once because she was feeling frustrated. She was feeling frustrated for all of the same reasons that some of you are feeling frustrated with your Instagram account or your Clubhouse account or your Facebook group or your Facebook business page or your newsletter or whatever your visibility strategy is. Maybe you're applying to get speaking engagements. Maybe you're going to a networking event, whatever it is. You're frustrated because it doesn't seem to be helping you break through to the next level in your business. And a client approached me. This was, I don't know, a year or so ago, maybe two years ago. A client approached me feeling really frustrated because she was not breaking through to the next level in her business. And when we dug into it, we uncovered there really was. There was forward movement. She was heading and she was kind of in, quote unquote, the next level of her business. There was an additional client here. There was some extra money there. An occasional new speaking opportunity would pop up for her. But she was upset 
because she was signing fewer clients than she wanted, and the clients that she was signing, they were only working with her for her lowest level offering. She was being asked to speak, but she was being asked to speak to small audiences, about 10 people or less, for no money, and she was really struggling to fill her group programs. So she also had some group programs, and she just could not fill them, so she was always canceling them and then trying to market them again and having the same result. And so we dug deeper, and as we dug deeper, she admitted that she wasn't consistently networking, following up, nurturing relationships, putting out content, emailing inquiries, like sending inquiries out for speaking. She was not consistently holding true to her pricing. She was often giving discounts. She was not having sales conversations consistently. In fact, she had said it had been a couple of months since she had a sales conversation. She was not consistently pouring all of her energy into the clients she did have. She was not consistently running her groups because, like I said, she would cancel them instead of moving forward with them when they didn't fill with the number of participants that she wanted. She was not consistently doing mindset work, and she definitely was not honoring her own schedule. And I remember looking at her and I said, if you can't be trusted to be consistent with these small things, then why on earth would God trust you with large things like this full client load you want and high paying clients and big audiences? And I had no idea where that statement came from. I had never said it before, but I felt 100% confident in those words. And I remember she just looked at me in silence and then she agreed. She was like, you are right. And so we switched her focus. We switched her focus from the outcomes. She stopped focusing on what she was getting, because really what she was focused on, right, is what she was not getting. And so we switched her focus from the outcomes and we put it onto the consistency of her actions. And she focused on the best actions because, guys, it is not about taking action. It is about taking the right action. Most clients that I work with, they're getting clients. They're making money. It's like this client that I'm telling you about. They have things happening, but they feel maxed out. They're not at the level they want to be at, but there are no more hours to do anything else, right? And it's not about doing more. It's about doing less and the way you do less so that you can go live your life, which I imagine is why most of you started your business, right? To go live a life that you enjoy. And the way that you have time and money to do that because you have a profitable business is by doing the right things, not all the things. And when you do the right things, you get more by doing less. And so that's what we had her do. We had her focus on the right actions, those that were going to move her forward in the biggest ways. And that allowed her to develop the habit of consistency. And as she developed this habit of consistency, what she was really doing was telling God, or if it's for you, the universe, or source energy, higher power, whatever that is, but she was telling it, and she was telling other people, and most importantly, she was telling herself that she could be trusted. And so people did. They trusted her, all because she could now trust herself. And over the following two months, she maxed out her private client load. She signed more clients for her premium offering than ever before. And she was paid to speak to an audience of 
232 people. So if you're looking for larger sales and experiences and opportunities, you really need to look at the signal that you're sending to the universe and to others and to yourself about your reliability. How reliable are you? And reliability and that consistency really become powerful and can be uncovered and can be seen when you stop trying to be all the places, stop trying to do all the things, and instead really get clear on the right things. And this is why with social media, right, people feel such frustration because they have this fear of missing out. I think Brian was talking about it in the last episode, this fear of missing out. What if I'm not on Clubhouse and everybody's on Clubhouse and now Clubhouse is growing and it's booming and I'm going to miss the train on Clubhouse or this happened with Instagram and it happens with Twitter and it's still happening. I don't have a newsletter. I don't have a podcast. I'm not doing in-person meetups. I mean, I guess when the world is you know ready for in-person meetups, but you see what I'm saying. Like You're always going to look at everything and wonder if you should be doing it. And you're really going to be susceptible to that when you don't have those full results that you want. You have results. You're doing well. But It's not as much money as you want to make. It's not as many clients as you want to sign. It's not as many opportunities as you want to pull into your world, but you have no more time to do anything else. And you're going to feel frustrated because you're like, well, I don't have the results I want, so I need to do more, but I don't have any more time (laughs) to do things to get results. And so I want you to take a deep breath because it's not about doing more. It's about taking action on the right things. By doing less, you really will get more. That's what I want you to hold on to from the story that I shared with you about my meetup group. When I had started trying to do all the things, my group suffered. When I went back to doing one thing, executing one main strategy in one main place, the group grew stronger than ever. About my client, when she started saying, wait a minute, I'm looking at all of this stuff I don't have, but I'm not being consistent with the things I'm doing. And the reason she wasn't being consistent is because she was trying to do all the things. And you can't do everything and do it consistently. So we had to identify the most important things. And when we did that, she was able to be consistent. And that's where the results came from. So how have I? I mean, why has Clubhouse worked so well for me? There is nothing. (laughs) I mean, yes, I love my husband more and probably ice cream sandwiches. But besides those, there is nothing that I love more than focusing on one thing, the one thing that I want right now and choosing the one action that moves me towards it in the biggest way possible and then working that action to the fullest. Because when you go all in on the right thing for your business, your business will go to the next level. So what would the next level of your business look like if you did that? I mean, if you ask me, how have I used Clubhouse? Why has Clubhouse given me all of the results that I shared with you earlier in this episode? It's because I focused on it as the right action for my business, and I went all in on it. Going all in, again, really means to stop doing the wrong things and start doing the one 
or two right things that are really going to move your business forward. Now, why was Clubhouse right for me? We're going to talk about that in a minute. But what I want to ask you is if you did that, if you stopped the things that you don't have to be doing, whether that is through delegation or just giving yourself permission to take them off of your list. But if you stopped doing things that you don't have to be doing, and instead you took all of this time and energy and attention and you focused it towards one thing, like maybe you don't have to be on all the social media platforms. In fact, you don't. What if you just went all in on one, right? What would be possible for you and your business? So what I'm saying to you is if you're not seeing results in your business, it's probably not a strategy problem. It's most likely a stopping problem because you're hopping from strategy to strategy, not giving any one strategy the time and attention it needs to really work so you're not seeing results. And there are all kinds of reasons you're doing this, but usually it's the discomfort, that time between starting a strategy before we see the first result where you're not seeing any results. And when you're not seeing the results or the results that you want, it feels uncomfortable. So you go, well, there must be a better way. And you get anxious and you get a little scarcity going on and you get a little worried. And so you drop that strategy and you go to another. So it's not a strategy problem. It's a stopping problem. But to get you through that, it's so much easier if you're only allowing yourself to focus on one thing and see it through. So if you want Clubhouse to work for you or Instagram or your Facebook group or your Facebook business page or your podcast or your newsletter or speaking to build your business or whatever it is, you really do need to embrace that. I mean, sure, there are strategy things like where is your market spending their time, your your, your potential clients, where's their attention? But none of that strategy, none of that business strategy matters if you don't develop the habit of consistency. Any social media platform, anyone, any visibility platform, anyone can work. Absolutely anyone can work for your business if you work it. Don't wait for it to work. (laughs) Don't wait for your newsletter to suddenly work. Don't wait for your Facebook business page to work. Don't wait for Clubhouse to suddenly work. Work it until it works. Work Clubhouse until it works. Work your newsletter until it works. Work your Facebook group until it works. Whatever it is, work it until it works. You know, I once read that if you really want to succeed, you need to show up every single day consistently for at least two years. This was some scientific study in some journal, uh, and that was 730 days in a row. And I believe it. When people tell me that they're not meeting their goals or seeing the results that they want, like you heard with my client, like you heard in my story about my group, when my group started to go downhill and started to not work, right? It's usually because of consistency. I jump in and I investigate their consistency. And I ask them some questions. And I'm going to ask you these same questions. So I want you to take a pen, paper, pencil, whatever. And I want you to write down, jot down your answers to these questions. Are you working towards one goal? Are you trying to divide your time and attention between multiple goals? Are you trying to get private coaching clients, but you're also trying to fill a group and you're also running a workshop and you're also trying to you know, sell a template? Are you trying to get your Instagram account to work and your Twitter account to work and your Clubhouse account to work? 
Are you standing firm in this strategy that you picked to reach that goal? So do you have one way that you've really identified to fill your private coaching or fill a group or sell a template or grow your Instagram or grow your clubhouse? And do you have one strategy to reach that goal? Or are you hopping around between all of the things and all of the strategies when those results aren't happening quickly? Maybe you're like, no, no, Rita, no. Like, seriously, I have been going all in on my Facebook group and I have a strategy and I've been executing it. And I'm really not trying to grow any of my other social media platforms or anything. I'm really focused there and it's not working. So then the next question is, how long have you been executing that strategy? Has it been days? Has it been months? Has it been years? I had someone the other day who just started a Facebook group tell me that they were thinking about shutting their Facebook group down because they weren't getting members. And when I asked them how long they had been working their strategy to get members into their Facebook group, they said one week. They had been doing it every day. They had been doing it every day, but they had only been doing it for one week. And as she said that out loud, she was like, I think I'm answering my own question, Rita. I'm going to keep showing up for it. And the next day she had five members. And I don't know how many members she has right now. I'll probably find out next week because she usually hops in to my clubhouse networking room and tells me, but how long have you been executing this strategy? You know, are you getting in your own way because you're craving those instant results instead of really taking time and steadily working towards sustainable results? How much time are you investing every day? So someone asked me, Rita, how much time are you in Clubhouse every day? Well, I am a big believer that you need to be allocating a minimum of three hours a day to either business building activities or marketing activities. Now, whether you should be doing business building or marketing, that's a whole show for another day. Um, but it depends on what phase of business you're in. If you're not really making the money you want to in your business yet, you're in a business building phase. So you should be spending three hours a day minimum business building if you're not at the level that you want. If you are at the level that you want, you should be spending a minimum of three hours a day doing marketing activities because marketing keeps your pipeline going. It keeps your visibility going so that when you need new clients or you need new sales, it happens with relative ease, right? So you should be doing that for about three hours a day anyway. So my minimum in Clubhouse, because that is my number one strategy right now for how I am building awareness in me. So Again, the customer journey cycle could be a podcast for another day, too. And in fact, you're probably going to hear about it in the next two episodes. But just know this. Clubhouse is how I am building awareness of me and my business. My Facebook group is where I'm nurturing relationships with people who have become aware of me. So Clubhouse is my number one way to build awareness because speaking overall is my number one way to build awareness. And right now, right, in-person speaking is still, you know, not happening. And virtual events are you know, few and, and hard to come by. But speaking on Clubhouse is not. And that is a skill that I love and I enjoy it. And that's why speaking is my number one awareness strategy. And that's why Clubhouse is. I stopped doing other things 
to build awareness. Somebody said to me the other day, well, Rita, I never see you in any networking groups. Like when we were in person, they're like, Rita, I never see you in any in-person networking groups and I don't see you online in any networking groups. That's because I'm not networking (laughs) to build my, not in the traditional sense. I'm not networking to build my business. I am speaking to build my business, right? Again, I'm going all in on my strategy and I'm devoting a minimum of three hours a day. So how much time are you investing in working on whatever that goal is every single day? To get full results, to get maximum growth, you have to do something daily, but not just anything. You have to do the same thing. You have to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. You might do it under a different process, but you have to do the same thing every day. That's how you master something. And only after you've gotten excellent at it should you divert your attention to something else. So many people look for that quick win or they look for the easy path, the one that gives them you know, results without effort. So they get frustrated when results aren't happening quickly. I want you to ask yourself, actually, is this you? Getting frustrated when results aren't happening quickly, irritated when there were some results happening, but they seem to slide backwards, right? After you take a couple of days off, you feel like you kind of have to start all over again or upset about having to make some short-term sacrifices for long-term gain, right? Though, If that's you, you're most likely doing this because when people look for that quick win and they feel this frustration and irritation and they feel upset, they'll take action, but they're gonna hop around from this site to that site, this social media platform to that social media platform, this technique to that technique, this idea to that idea, hoping to land on the thing, the thing that'll make it all happen quickly, instead of giving any one method or action that time it needs to result in success, like truly sustainable success. So when confronted with the reality of, you know, needing to take consistent action every single day, for 730 days minimum to make it happen, many people just throw in the towel. But what I'm going to tell you is, right, this is your dream, your business, right? I don't know that Clubhouse is your dream. It is many of our dreams (laughs) when you're a speaker or a podcaster. But I mean your business and not even just your business, the life that your business will allow you to live. Let's really go there. The life that your business allows you to live is your dream, and only you can make your dream a reality. If you're looking for rewards without fully showing up every day, you're expecting that your dream be loyal to you without you being loyal to your dream. So I'm asking you, are you loyal to your dream? So if Clubhouse will work for you or not, comes down to, are you willing to go all in on Clubhouse? Are you willing to work it until it works? Now, what we're going to talk about next week is, is it the right platform for you to go all in? I'm using Clubhouse because that's kicking off this kind of like little tiny mini series, right? But I mean it for any platform, any strategy. Again, newsletter, Facebook business page, Instagram account, Twitter, Facebook group, public speaking, uh, whatever it is, right? Whatever that strategy is, Are you being loyal to the strategy? Because by being consistent with the strategy is how you're being loyal to your dream. So are you ready to go all in? Are you ready to go all in on the one thing, even if that one thing, right, is Clubhouse or something else, right? We're going to talk about it in terms of Clubhouse next 
week. And if you follow along, you'll probably be able to pick up some nuggets for if it's another platform, right? And we will uncover if Clubhouse is truly the right platform, right? But are you ready to go all in on whatever it is? And all in doesn't mean doing more because you're like, wait a minute, Rita, I already don't have a lot of time. So what do you mean go all in on something when I already am maxed out with time? I mean, are you willing to say no to almost everything else that you're doing? Are you willing to delegate certain things that you don't have to be doing? Are you willing to say no to building if, let, let's stick with the clubhouse analogy. Are you willing to say no to really also trying to proactively grow your Instagram and proactively grow your LinkedIn and proactively grow your Facebook and instead just go all in on growing your clubhouse, knowing that doing that will overflow to other places? Are you willing to go all in on private coaching? And saying no to having a group program and saying no to selling templates and so are you willing to do that? Right. That's a question you're going to have to answer for yourself. And then here's the thing, because when you do, when you say yes to the right thing for your business, and again, we're going to talk about how you how do you know if this social media platform or clubhouse is the right thing, but when you say yes to the right thing and no to the wrong things and you go all in on the right thing, which actually frees up your time, frees up your energy, it gets you bigger results by doing less, and you're going to have more energy, more time, not only for other things in your business, but for your life. And again, isn't that why you started this business? But when you do that, you're going to start gaining traction. You're going to start gaining traction in your business, and it is going to be so exciting, right? Your social media following goes up, the membership of any you know group or community that you're running, it'll get larger. You're going to sign more clients. You're going to get more speaking engagements. Your bank account is going to grow. And then this is what's going to happen. So I'm just giving you a warning right now. The desire for even more will kick in, which will mean, okay, you know, I'm ready to take it to the next level. What else can I do? But here's the thing. You have not truly, even though you're seeing traction, you haven't truly gotten consistent with the level of success that you're now realizing. So I say this because the temptation at this point is going to be to do something else, to do something new. Oh, my podcast is picking up. I'm getting some listeners. Uh, you know, people are, are downloading my episode. It's getting some traction. What else can I do? But really, right, what you should do is more of what you're already doing. Just go deeper, go more in, go all in in an even bigger, deeper way on your podcast in that exa example, on what you're already doing. Again, the temptation is going to be to do something else, something new. Offer a brand new program, change your pricing, start a podcast, create a group, try a new social media platform. But just know that what you should do at that stage is more of what you've been doing because it's working, right? That's why you're seeing the uptick. You're seeing the increase. You're seeing everything that I said. Why would you want to change that? So instead of asking yourself, what else can I do? Ask how you can do more of what you're already doing. That is going to be what allows you to go deeper and gain mastery and create the solid foundation for more consistent results paving the way for more action that will create bigger results. So I want you to keep that in mind. So, I mean, yes, there is strategy involved in picking out the right social media platform to, to make a circle back to, to where we started, right? Who do you serve? 
Who is the market? Who are the people that you're helping? And how do you help them? Where is their attention? Where are they spending their time? How are they consuming content? Sure, that's important. But here's something that you should also ask yourself. What is the easiest for you? What is the most fun for you? Because when it feels easiest, I'm not saying easy, but when it feels the easiest and when it feels the most fun, you're going to do that consistently. If you don't like yourself talking to the air like I'm doing right now, you're probably not going to be consistent with podcasts. If you don't like a lot of technical things and deadlines, you're probably not going to be consistent with a podcast. If you don't love writing that much, you're probably not going to be consistent with a newsletter or um, social media posts. I'm not saying you can't be, but I'm saying you're probably not going to be as much as you will the thing you love. So if you love speaking, right, you're probably going to be more consistent with video or clubhouse or a podcast than you would writing. So really know what is the easiest and the most fun because that is where you should start. So sure, you can say, is my market on clubhouse? Uh, what, you know, how could I communicate and get in front of them so they know the problem uh, that they have is a problem that I solve? How are they consuming uh, the, you know, where are they and how are they consuming the info? Sure, that, that's important. And, and we'll get to that in the, you know, upcoming episode or two. But think, is it going to be easy for me? Will I enjoy it? Will I like it? Will I like it as much as a platform I'm already doing? So if you think you'll like it equally, just keep going all in on the platform that you're already doing that you like that's getting traction, right? Again, it's not about doing something new. It's about doing more of what's working or doing more of the right thing. But if you're like, no, I'm trying to start a blog and I'm never consistent with it, but I love talking. I love speaking. I'm a speaker. That's my thing. Well, then cool. Maybe we want to say no to the blog and yes to Clubhouse and really go all in because that's easier for you and it feels good and you're more likely to show up consistently for it. But then that's the key. You have to show up. You have to show up every day. You can't look for evidence to keep showing up. You can't, let's let's keep with our Clubhouse uh, analogy here. You can't like go and look and say, well, I've been on Clubhouse for two weeks and I'm just not, you know, I don't have the number of people in my room that I want when I start a conversation and I haven't gotten asked for a podcast episode yet and I haven't. So maybe it's not working, right? That's looking for evidence that something's working. Don't do that. Instead, just keep showing up. Keep showing up. Keep being the person who would get the results that you want. Keep embodying that person and acting like that person and keep working it until it works. So it will work because you're going to work it until it works, right? So it can't not work when you decide to work it until you work. So if you think Clubhouse is for you, then the next episode is where I'm really going to tell you in detail what it's about. We're going to go over some things to make sure that it is a platform that you're going to enjoy and be consistent with. And then we are going to set up your Clubhouse app. We're going to set you a little Clubhouse strategy that you can go implement for maximum results in your business, creating those meaningful relationships and powerful opportunities. So I will see you then for one of my Break It Down episodes. And if you don't know what those are, I just break down step by step. I, I don't talk about the why. I don't talk. That's what I just talked about here, right? So instead, I'm just like, step one, do this. Step two, do that. They're short. 
They're fast and they're all about action and implementing action. And that's what we're going to do on the next episode. And remember, I'm looking for someone to private coach on this. So if you're thinking you would like to receive private coaching to help you use Clubhouse, please email me at Rita at RitaMimiDoIt.com. And I'll catch you next week, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Me Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.